0: what's Happening, everyone, welcome back to episode 44 of Journey into Paul's Imagination. And welcome back after I took a week off. I wasn't planning to not record last week, um, but just ended up being so busy seeing a few new movies. Went to the parks a few times, of course, to celebrate the end of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. Um, And just didn't have a lot of news as of last week, so I figured I would take some time for some more things to happen so we could have a jam-packed episode this week, which we do. um, We're especially going to cover the end of Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. I never had a chance to do like a full, just my thoughts on it, Um, so we're going to dive into that. Got a lot of news, food news, run Disney news, entertainment news, park news. There's a lot. Um, And also two movie reviews. So buckle up. There's going to be a lot. um, But I can't wait to talk about all of it. So let's start with our park news. Um, And specifically, let's start off with Disney Cruise Line first. Um, So the first thing we found out is that next summer, the Disney Magic is going to be the first Disney Cruise Line ship to visit Disney Cruise Line's newest island in the Caribbean, Lighthouse Point. Um, the itinerary has been released. I don't remember the specifics about it. Um, but so we finally got confirmation of when are the first guests going to touch, uh, touch base on the island, which I'll be very intrigued to see just the reviews and pictures and videos of what the island looks like. So that is happening in summer 2024. The next thing we found out is about Disney Cruise Line's seventh cruise ship. Um, currently, they have five um with a 6th coming soon as the Disney Treasure. Um but we're going to have a 7th ship and that's going to actually be exclusively in Singapore for 5 years. Um so unlike most of the ships, I believe most of the ships if not all of them um always would debut in Port Canaveral, um this is actually going to start off in Singapore, which is very unique. Um I'm intrigued to see, you know, if they just what that ship is going to be like and I'll be excited to get more details um in the in the coming months and years. I don't know I don't know if they released a date yet on wh- when we might see that ship. Um but soon enough. But all right, let's get into the parks. Um a lot of it either has to do with the 50th ending or Disney 1 uh Disney 100. Um so first I'll start off obviously with the 50th anniversary coming to a close. We have new Walt Disney World uh, annual pass card designs that were released. Um, I think we got a glimpse of these. We kind of got a glimpse of these from, like, the hotel room keys, but they look very, I think, if I remember correctly, they look very similar to the hotel room keys, but I'll be excited to get a new card. I kind of wish this was something they would do, like, just once a year, especially since, like, Magic bands aren't as valuable anymore. You don't really need them for much unless you use Lightning Lantern Genie Plus um, often. They're not as valuable, so I don't ever really wear mine. So I'm constantly constantly bringing in my cards, so I'll be excited to to re-up and get a new one. The next thing is um, the 50th anniversary decor is already on its way down. Um, The 50th statues are going to remain in place a little bit longer, and the Spaceship Earth lights will continue to shine nightly. Um, all of the beacons at all four parks are no longer um, going. Also, the 50th, um, the actual 50 on Cinderella's Castle was already taken down, as you may have seen. Um, so Disney is full throttle of taking everything down for the 50th anniversary. Still might see a lot of things. I mean, obviously, the statues are still there. I have not been to the parks Post the 50th, my last day was actually on the last day of the 50th anniversary, last Friday, Um, and unfortunately, I'm blocked out for the next week and a half, so I won't really be able to see what much uh, has changed just yet, but I'll be looking forward to seeing how things look post 50th anniversary, 50 years. Um, It felt like the 50th anniversary went on for 50 years with just how long we had it for. Um, but it's a little bittersweet now that it's now that it's over. All right, next thing that we had heard, and I am um, I'm trying to pull it up since I I think I clicked on my on the wrong thing, um, but there is going to be a Disney one hundred monthly celebration at Walt Disney World. That basically means that there is going to be some type of theme each month um to celebrate 100 years of wonder. That is not bringing any um there's no new offerings coming to the parks. We we don't really know what this means. Um it comes from the Disney rewards site. So the first month is April, which is uh celebrating the 25th anniversary of Disney's Animal Kingdom. So we already know they're doing some things and we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um they're doing some things for Earth Day. Um Moana is going to be meeting at Disney's Animal Kingdom, so we have that. Then in May um, is going to be May the 4th, which will focus on Star Wars. Again, not sure if anything additional will come about, um, but these are just the themes. June will have Pixar. July will be Mickey, Minnie, and their friends, um, which will provide, quote-unquote, swell fun for guests in July. In August, it will be Disney princesses and Frozen characters, and then in September, we'll be all about superheroes. um, No new offerings, but we'll have to see like what that means. I kind of hope that we get just something just to just to spice it up, make things a little different. Um, as much as the 50th anniversary felt like there was a lot of new, for a year and a half, it felt like a, there was a lot that couldn't change because of the 50th anniversary. Not that Walt Disney World is a... Is a park that has a lot that changes, um, but I would like some, some new, just and not big things, not new attractions, but like maybe new small shows or I don't know. But we will see more to come. I'll be intrigued to see how that plays out because in April we already know that the 25th anniversary is going to be celebrated not heavily, but we will see some things for Animal Kingdom. I'm excited to see how they bounce off of that in the coming months. Really, the last piece of information that we got came from the shareholders meeting where it was announced that over the next 10 years, Disney will spend $17 billion at Walt Disney World. $17 billion. Now, you're probably saying, Paul, why is this a big deal? $17 billion is a lot of money. A lot of money. Like, More than they have spent probably in my lifetime going outside of building Disney's Animal Kingdom. My point is that is enough money where theoretically it could mean a fifth park is coming. I'm not saying that's the case, but the report is that they state they will spend $17 billion over the next 10 years, creating 13,000 jobs. I think it was 13,000 was the number. In retrospect, I believe uh Universal's newest park epic universe I think is like 13 billion. Um I'm going to see if I can confirm that to uh to just compare. I saw some cam- comparisons just explaining like okay, what does this mean? Um but it is it's a lot. So we don't really have I'm I'm looking here. It doesn't look like we have the It looks like it'll cost $1 billion, but that that number seems a little off. But anyways, $17 billion is a lot of money. Um, I think the most expensive Disney attraction ever built, I want to say, was Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, if I'm not mistaken, and that cost $500 million. Um, So you get 34 Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewinds, which would be uh, 34 of the most expensive attractions ever built. My point is that there's a lot that's going to be coming, a lot that's going to be done in 10 years. It might seem like a long time, but that's not that long. I'm not saying a fifth park is going to open, um, but I'm not saying that I don't think a fifth park will be open. Um, I'm just going to just wait it out. Um, I think if we don't get a fifth park, hopefully we get significant upgrades to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Hopefully, that means that the extra area we've seen from Magic Kingdom Park um, will be created. But I'm very intrigued. I think a fifth park would be great if they're willing to spend the money on that and to upgrade Disney's Animal Kingdom. Um, I know that a, a big thing in the Bob Chapek era was that the parks are overcrowded, and a way to uncrowd them would be to add a fifth park, theoretically. And I think the draw, the, like the interest would be there. Um, I mean, Epcot, Disney's Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom Park, they're all always very busy. Um, I know Disney's Animal Kingdom isn't as loved, but there's also just not as much there and it's not really a park that you can explore at night. It's very much a daytime park and even then there's still not that, that much to do. So a lot of people may opt away from it. So just in retrospect to, to let you know just how much money that is, um, that could be a huge deal for Walt Disney World in the coming year, so i'm I'm very intrigued to see what that meant because we really got nothing else outside of that um, but yeah, so let's go over to some food news now I know that was a big shift, but um but so new food news um let's start with because we were talking about Disney's Animal Kingdom. we got a foodie guide for Earth Month, um not really much over here that I'm like. Really wanting, I think the biggest thing that looks really good to me is the elephant cupcake at Pizza It's a graham cracker cake with pineapple filling, with matcha buttercream, crispy pearls, and a stunning white chocolate elephant. Um, it looks really pretty. Um, and it sounds somewhat good, so that might be something I I might be interested in. There's also a Tamu Tamu, which is a Gorilla Falls Explorer. Or it's at Tamu Tamu, a uh, a brownie sundae with vanilla ice cream, caramel sauce and a trail crunch mix topped with white chocolate um, with of Kajana. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, they also have some specialty beer. I, it says available March 20th. I don't know if that was one day only. I'm hoping not because it they look pretty good. Um, there's also going to be some things over at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge as well. Um, so not a whole lot, but there is some things going on that, you know, if you're at Animal Kingdom or you're at one of the, if you're at Animal Kingdom Lodge, you might want to check out. Next thing we got was a look at the interior of Narcoosie's over at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. If you were unaware, um, Disney uh, Narcuzzi's just went under renovation. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to like visualize what Narcoosie's looked like before this renovation just to understand because it does look really pretty but it's already was a per like a a really pretty um restaurant now i i have a picture pulled up so it's exactly what i thought so it looks like the route that they took for narcooses and i'm really happy about this is it looks like they went for a more let me explain for those who have been to narcooses narcooses had a very like beachy feel um but like old school beachy like it's a it's supposed to be a high-end restaurant, but it didn't have like an elegant feel to it. Um it felt very casual. It had hints of Finding Nemo in it. The Finding Nemo hints appear to be gone. Um now it just is more of like a like a upscale beachy vibe. It almost feels like Sebastian's Bistro um on a higher level, a little bit more elegant, still very like beachy and still pretty casual. Um but it has, a, it has a fancier look to it. So it looks really pretty. Um, I'm sad that they took away the Finding Nemo aspects, although the Finding Nemo aspects never really made sense for this restaurant. Um, so I'm excited the day that I get to go back. Narcoosie's is great. I'm a big fan of it. Um, and I think they have one of the most underrated firework spots on Disney property. Last piece of, um, of news is the New California Grill menu since we no longer have the fiftieth anniversary menu, so they are keeping the three course selection menu pricing still ninety dollars, still required for three courses. Um, I do really like as part of their appetizer now they have a black truffle pizza, which sounds delicious. Of course, they saw the braised beef short rib wontons, which are delicious. But um, if I went back, that black truffle pizza sounds really good, um, and it would it would be something different. Um, over into like, the main courses, I've always gotten the filet, um, they have a Wagyu strip loin that, that seems new, that looks pretty good. Over to the desserts, um, they have a citrus crème I don't remember if that was there when I went, um, no, I, if, for me, it's, nothing rings as, like, super different because two of the menu items that I've got had in the past are still there, um, but just know the menu did change a little bit. Um, the pricing is still the same. So, and I love California Girl. One of the best restaurants on Disney property. Um, and it's good if you're looking to, to treat yourself one night. It's definitely a uh, an expense to say the least. Last peak of piece of park news we have is our Run Disney news. Um, so the first thing I'll say is that the uh digital map. For springtime surprise weekend, which is now next weekend, I'm very excited for it because it's all Pixar-themed. Um, it has released. It seems like all of the maps are pretty much the same. I'm a little bummed out because I really wish my R10K that Lindsay and I was are running would go through studios. It is not. Basically, just starts in the Epcot parking lot, kind of go around in a circle. You get to go through the boardwalk and yacht and beach. Um but then you're just back in Epcot. I just, my first few races were not all about Epcot, and I really, really enjoyed that. So I'm just a little bummed out that these, uh, all these races now are like that. 10-Miler is the same as last year as well. We do get to run through all of Disney's Hollywood Studios, which I love, especially to run through Toy Story Land because that to me is a must um, in uh, in order to run the race. So... Very exciting. If you're running next weekend, uh, definitely take a look. We also have the themes for Walt Disney World Marathon Weekends, um, which I'm very excited for. I think this theme looks great. Um, now, the theme, it's always stays the same. The 5K is always Pluto. They recently changed the, t- uh, the 10K to Chip and Dale. Uh, half marathon is Donald and Daisy, and the marathon is Mickey and Minnie. I have now run each race except for the 10K. So that's my goal is run the Chippendale 10K. Um, And actually, so, and I I could be overlooking this, but I have seen some some thoughts on it. So I'm curious. In each concept art, um, and the concept art is beautiful. That's why I'm very excited for it. Um, In the concept art are theme parks for each race. And it lines up. The 5K just has Epcot, The half marathon has uh, Epcot, um, Magic Kingdom, and it kind of – it could infer Disney's Hollywood Studios, but not necessarily. Then the marathon, of course, has all four parks. Um, The 10K has Magic Kingdom and Epcot referred. So I would love, even if we just got to start at the Magic Kingdom parking lot, that would be huge. I'd be very, very excited for that. So um, we'll see, but I'm very excited. Registration releases on Tuesday. So if it's a race you're looking for, it's the most popular race of the year. It's going to be busy. Last year, registering was a nightmare. Um, Highly, highly recommend just being fully prepared and giving yourself enough time. All right, moving on to our entertainment news. Um, so first things first, uh, we're finally getting a Marvel Disney plus series this year. Um, we knew we were getting one, but it had not been announced yet, but secret invasion, um, will debut on Disney plus on June 21st. The trailer looks awesome. It looks dark. It looks gritty. Um, it feels very different. It's a spy show. I'm very excited. I think this show could be one of the best they've ever released, um, Nick Fury seems great in it. Um, very, It looks really, really dark. Um, and I'm excited that they've taken their time with this. So I think it looks awesome and I'm pumped. Um, we also got a new Elemental trailer, which this looks like peak Pixar coming back. Elemental looks phenomenal. From the first view of it, I thought it looked great. Um, but I think my problem with some of the Pixar movies that have come out recently is they're trying to do too much rather than create a, a unique concept with a simple story. Um, Luca was a simple story, but it was a, just executed perfectly. This seems perfection. Like there's, and there's four different areas of Elemental City, I guess it's called. And it's fire and water that are seem to be in a relationship of some sort or a friendship, and they don't match well together uh, physically. So I'm very excited. The animation looks breathtaking. Um, so I'm, I'm pumped for this movie to come out. Um, and before the movie releases, we're actually going to get an all new short, Carl's Date. Um, and by the way, Elemental releases June 16th. Um, so Carl's Date will release right before Elemental. Um, so if you see the movie, you got to see both. Um, so I'm very excited. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to surprise a lot of people. Also on Disney Plus, um, the original series Muppet Mayhem is coming on May 10th for our Muppet fans. And the last thing, and really the biggest piece of news, and it's it's kind of going viral, um, is their, Disney announced, or The Rock announced, that a live-action Moana is in the works where Dwayne Johnson will turn as Maui. I'm not a fan of this, honestly, and you guys know that I've, I've spoken that I love live-action movies. Um, I love them because... It helps retell a story in a different fashion, um, which is great for older movies that might be just harder to watch um, Moana's seven years old. Moana is way too new to be re to be created into a live action. I don't get this. I will go see it and I'll be excited for it, but it makes no sense um. I don't know. I know there's a lot of talks. Why is this being done? Does it have something to do with The Rock's recent reputation? I don't know. I don't care. I'm not a fan of The Decision. Um, I don't think anything, like I don't even, Lilo and Stitch is one of my favorite movies and I don't even think Lilo and Stitch should be a live action just yet. Um, I personally would focus on everything in like the early to mid 1900s, like really focus on those early movies first. Um, that can be retold, that are, that are harder to watch. Um, and I also love the idea of villain, uh, villain origin stories. I think those are great too. Not a fan of this. Um, we'll see. You know, maybe they do, a, a, I'm sure they'll do a great job with it, but just feels really, really early. But all right, let's get into our movie reviews. And I feel like, these feel like i watched them forever ago because I, I probably have. First, Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Um, And I promised myself that I would start saying what these movies were about. Um, So Shazam! Fear of the Gods is the uh, sequel to Shazam. Um, I forget when Shazam! came out. But um, now Shazam's character, well, now we kind of get all the different Shazams um, as a family and their family dynamic. Um, and, And they're battling that. The main Shazam Billy is like, He's struggling with everyone kind of doing their own thing within the family, um, and then we have a villain that basically is frustrated that she wants his powers, basically, and then that's what the movie's about. Um, it, it's so long ago, I feel like I I forget the movie. Um, I know the box office didn't do great for this movie. I wouldn't let the box office fool you. This isn't a bad movie. It's fine. It's not as good as the first Shazam for me, which I really enjoyed. Uh, but it's enjoyable. You know, it, it, it's a fine movie. It's a movie you can sit there and watch. I'm not saying run out and go see it. But if you're a DC fan, you'll probably want to see it at some point. Um, the comedy didn't always land for me. The story was okay, but it was entertaining. The pros that I gave it. The family dynamic is great. Um, seeing the, the way the family interacted, the whole movie was really, really good. I thought Anne, Mary, and Fred's character especially stood out for me. I also thought the final sequence in Citizens Bank Park was done really well. Do not get excited when I say this. It reminded me of the Heinz Field uh, scene from The Dark Knight Rises. Obviously, that scene is so much different. Uh, but just the general dark feel and using a sports park to uh, in a DC movie, it just gave me like, a little bit of that feel. There... Very different um, scenes, but still, uh, the cons—the villains were forgettable for me. That's why I'm like struggling to even remember what they their purpose was. Um, they were just boring. Zachary Levi's script in this movie is awful. It's so bad. It's frustrating. Um, like every time he spoke, I I just I was frustrated because it was just awful. Um, also, the movie was really crowded with different plots and a lot of characters. It tried to. It tried to do too much at times, um, tried to make the stakes too high for probably this movie, and it just, it just was what it was. Um, overall, I'd give it a 6.9 out of 10. It's a fine movie. It'll keep you entertained. It's not a game changer. It's, it's just fine. The next movie that I saw was John Wick 4, and I know everyone was pumped for this. Me, not so much. I'm not a John Wick fan. I tried getting into the trilogy before seeing this, and I just, I couldn't get into it. However, I promised myself going into this year I'd keep an open mind with every movie, and I did, especially with this movie, and I just can't deny, like, John Wick 4 has some of the best action sequences I've ever seen. Um, what people enjoy about uh, the first three films, this movie just takes to another level. The action is intense. It is like, it's just an action, It there's just... Constant action, a hundred miles an hour for nearly three hours. Um, I probably won't ever see this again. Um, but it's it's really, really good. It feels like this year is like must-watch film. Like it is a very good movie. The pros for it, oh, and by the way, I'm sorry. The synopsis for it. Um, I'm not even the biggest John Wick fan to remember what happened in three to to explain what's going on in four. Um but basically, everyone's trying to kill him. Um, the price keeps going up. And John Wick is basically fighting for his freedom, in simplest terms. Um, the pros, the action choreography is, I've never seen anything like it before. It was just incredible. Um, we probably get the best world building in the franchise. As someone who absolutely adores Paris and Paris, That's my favorite city I've ever been to. I just loved the setting being there. I thought it worked really well. Um, Shamir Anderson's character, he was a side character, but I really, really enjoyed his character. Um, And just some of the overall, like some of the the shots that you see in the movie are just breathtaking. The cons, this movie didn't need to be two hours and 49 minutes. Um, it, It could have been a two hour, 20 minute movie. Um, two of the action sequences in particular, the stair scene and a glass scene, just way too long. They got a little silly. Um, didn't need to be that long. Um, I thought the story, just like the rest of the films and why I'm not the biggest John Wick fan, is just very bland. Um, it's simple. It's effective for people. Like, I like action films, but not to the point where I'm like watching the same thing for 30 minutes. And I feel like a lot of the action sequences are, they're very good, but they could be very redundant at the same time. Um, I, and I feel like we get a lot, a lot of that as well, but it is a really good movie. Um, there are parts that I don't like and parts. I'll probably never like about it. Um, but it's a really good action movie. I give it a 9.2 out of 10. I was very surprised with how much I enjoyed it. Um, Because it's a really, really good movie. I'm just not the biggest John McFan, But all right, let's get into Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary. First, before we uh, review anything, I just want to say, because when we were there on Friday, um, Lindsay got the Sleepy Hollow chicken and waffles. That might be the best chicken patty on Disney property. Um, I loved it. It was delicious. Um, I don't remember the last time I've had it, but it was really, really good, and... I will definitely be getting it, um, again in the near future. So, um, I have a few things, like, a few, like, things that I'll talk through, then I'll talk through my 10 favorite moments, and, you know, we'll just talk about it. So, first, generally speaking, like, I'll tell you what I, oh, let's go through this first, and then I'll, I'll just generally talk through it. Um, so, my favorite 50th anniversary release, um, after our 18-month extravaganza was probably Harmonious. Um, I'm sad that it's gone, but I get it. No one really cared for the barges. I was able to live with it, but I really enjoyed the show. I did because I watched Harmonious so many times. I did start to feel that the first 10 minutes dragged a bit and the the final 10 were really good. Um, But Harmonious is my favorite Epcot nighttime spectacular I've ever seen um, I ended up being a big fan of it. And it was actually the show I wasn't um as excited for, so I was uh I was impressed. Um my favorite 50th food item. Um if you ask me at any point in the year, it, it probably would change. I mean, I could go with the pyramid dessert at La Hacienda for the 50th anniversary, but I'm gonna go with one that I loved and one I'm happiest saying, which is the tropical Serenade float. It's pineapple ice cream with pog juice and a coconut cake pop. It's delicious. I think it's the best snack at Magic Kingdom Park. It's cheap. Um, It's at Aloha Isle. It's so refreshing, especially in a a hot, muggy day at Magic Kingdom. You go get a Tropical Serenade float, and it is great. Um, I'm very, very happy that it's still here, and um, I recommend that float to literally anybody. Uh, the most disappointing part of the 50th was Disney's Enchantment. This is a fireworks show I actually started, a fireworks show I actually ended up starting to enjoy, at least. Um, but the 50th anniversary, it was a huge deal, as it should have been. And when I first saw Enchantment, I was pissed. I was not happy with it. I thought to... to at the time, we thought we were getting rid of Happily Ever After permanently, even though I had a feeling it wouldn't be. But just the thought that Enchantment would be the, the show to take over Happily Ever After really frustrated me because I, I didn't think it was good at first. Um, I thought there was no emotion, no story. Um, the visuals didn't really match the music. Tinkerbell's takeoff was just out of nowhere. I still feel some of those things. I don't think there's any emotion really in the story. Um, I don't think the visuals really match up with the music. Um, But I do think it's a pretty show. The fireworks are bigger and better. Um, It just, for me to have that 50th, like that was the big thing for the 50th anniversary was Enchantment and for it not to shine for it not to at least be on a similar level as Happily Ever After, for me, was extremely disappointing. Um, and it was, for me, the, the biggest thing that I, I was disappointed about. Um, I started to enjoy it more. And even my last time, I, we saw it on Friday night. Like, I I really enjoyed it. I was kind of sad to see it go. Um, but again, it just doesn't compare to Happily Ever After. Um, so I was, I was a bit bummed. Um, what I wish they would have added was a parade. I, I think this was the biggest miss for the 50th anniversary. Um, when you think of anniversaries, and I when I hear people, I think it was Disneyland's 65th anniversary or 60th, I think it was one of those. Um, people always talk about the parades. And I think this was a perfect opportunity to have decorated 50th anniversary floats. Um introduce new characters that might not current like actively be uh shown in the parks. And I think that would have been a really, really cool way, like a nice touch for the 50th. Um I was really disappointed that we just got Festival of Fantasy and that was it. Um and the 50th Cavalcade was really just the Fab Five in their outfits, which you can see in the um in the show at, every morning at Magic Kingdom. So I was really disappointed by that. Um, It just, I don't know, just disappointed. I I really wish that would have been added. What I was pleasantly surprised by was the um, monorails lit up. I didn't realize how much a small touch really changed it. And I was there. So when I was there on the last night of Happily Ever After, that was actually when those monorails were debuted. Um, And I'm like, wow, why was this never done? Like, This looks gorgeous. Um, and it's so simple yet so effective. It just gives it a more vibrant feel. The Bonerails light up at night. I mean, I think it's great. I don't know if this is currently still happening, um, but I I hope it is because I love them. Now, I am going to compare Walt Disney World's 50th anniversary and Disneyland Paris' 30th um, since I got to do both while they were ongoing but first i just want to generally talk about things that i liked and did didn't like about the 50th um what i liked i liked that we did get two new nighttime spectaculars like that was the right move i wish i enjoyed enchantment more at first um but that that was smart i thought that was great i loved how many new food items we got i felt like the 50th anniversary definitely like enhance the level of food quality that we should be getting from quick service locations. Like anything I felt like that was 50th anniversary related, I enjoyed. And there was really only one thing I got that I didn't care for. But for the most part, any 50th anniversary snacks were really, really impressive. Um, and re- like the, the display was great. The tape, like everything about it was really good. The beacons were great. I thought to have like this, like some type of show, um, was done really well. Um, and you got it at all four parks. I thought I really, really enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed that the characters had their own, like a new costume for the event. Um, I enjoyed that they did, even though it was like minor decor, they added some minor decor to the resorts as well. Um, so there there were some things that I liked. What I didn't like is just what we didn't get. First, let me start with, and I'll talk about this when we compare to Disneyland Paris. I didn't personally love the 50th statues. Um, with the color being iridescent for the 50th, I don't think a gold statue made sense. Like it felt very dull um, and felt very like, it felt like we had monuments around the park. Um I don't know, they just didn't really feel right. I also thought the decor for the 50th was very tacky. Outside of the, you know, Cinderella's Castle. Cinderella's Castle was beautiful. Probably one of my favorite parts of the 50th. Cinderella's Castle was, I loved it every time I walked in there. It always looked gorgeous. Um, But the decor throughout the parks was just banners and very bland and just, I just didn't think it was anything special. Um, No parade was a bummer. Um, even, we didn't even get like any like real specialty, like cavalcades. Um, I would have loved more just like special things going on. Um, I think the idea of the Disney 100, like having different themes every month is cool. It would have been cool if they would have done that for the 50th anniversary. Um, but like actually change things up maybe Space Mount has special lighting or there's an overlay for an attraction. Something like that I thought would have been really cool. Um, I was indifferent about the merchandise. I thought the merchandise, I thought some of it was really nice, but I feel like there was just more that we could have gotten or more lines. Um I just... Like I didn't love the merch. Some of it was nice, some of it was just okay. I think they tried to, in a sense, I wanna say quality over quant or quantity over quality, because they would release a lot of stuff, but some of it were like small things that I just don't think enough people would care about. Like for t shirts, for instance, for men, we only had one t-shirt designed for the 50th that I can think of. Like, there should have been, like, I would assume at least, like, 5 to 10. Um, There was not much to pick from, which that was a little disappointing. Um, So I just think the merchandise was, like, just okay. Um, So overall, am I – was I – well, first, let me compare the two, and then we can talk about it. So let's let's get in and let's compare the 50th to Disneyland Paris' 30th. Now, the one thing I'll mention – And it's already obvious is a 30th anniversary is not nearly as big as a 50th anniversary. And I went into that knowing that. Like I knew when we flew to Disneyland Paris, and we went at the very beginning of the 30th. So some things weren't even going on yet, mainly food items. Um, But we knew to expect like, okay— This shouldn't be as big as the 50th. Like 50 years is a huge deal. 30 years is a big deal, but not as big as 50. Um, So what did I love about the 30th anniversary at Disneyland Paris? Um, So we had what I considered monuments, but the statues for the 50th. Um, Disneyland Paris, they had like, interactive, there, there are statues, but not really. Um, they're like, I don't I don't know how to explain what they are, but if you get a chance to look at Disneyland Paris's like their 30th statues, first, they were all just in the hub of the park. So you got to see all 30 of them like right there. They all moved around too, and they were very colorful. There was uh, spotlights on all of them. So it was really cool. Like I thought they were done really well. They weren't designed to look identical to the characters, but reference the characters. I thought they, that was a much better idea than what we did. Um, they were, the coloring was great. Um, it was always cool just being able to see people walk around at night, like looking around at all of them because they were all in one spot. Um, I thought that was beautiful their cavalcade they have a 30th anniversary cavalcade and i know what you're gonna say paul these cavalcades are stupid why do we have them this cavalcade beats any any parade show that i've ever seen it to me is on happily ever after level the music is some of the best music i've heard in a disney show the choreography was incredible the uh the way that they interact with the guests was great i mean this thing I think it was like a 30 or 40 minute show that basically consumed the whole all of Main Street and the whole hobbit Disneyland Paris. If you have a chance to watch the video, it it was beautiful. Um, we ended up seeing it twice there because we loved it so much and I wasn't even planning on seeing it. Lindsay was just like, "Hey, why don't we see this?" I loved it. That to me was even if we got that at Walt Disney World, I mean I would have been head over heels for that. And there was enough floats to even deem it similar to a parade. So it's it's not like... It was very different from a cavalcade here. But it was very cool. And the, the use of pyro while that show, oh, it was incredible. Um, for reference, if that was here, that would be the best thing that was at the 50th. Like, to me, that blew away Harmonious. It was that good. Um, so that was great. The decor for the 30th anniversary was so much better. Um, it lit up. It was colorful. It felt like it was something that wasn't temporary. It felt like it was, it was there to stay. Um, they did so well with the decor there. It was just, the decor was beautiful. You got a full drone show. That was really cool and fun. Um, it kept you entertained as you were waiting for the fireworks. And if you stayed past the fireworks, you got an additional show. Um, so that was done really well. They didn't do as good of a job with the food. Uh Walt Disney World definitely beat them with that. Um, so I will say that we we beat them with the with the food. They did get Avengers Campus um for their 30th. We got attractions as well. Um also there the 30th is really only celebrated at Disneyland Park. It's not really celebrated at all at uh Walt Disney Studios Park. Um I I thought Disneyland Paris did a better job with their 30th anniversary than our 50th. When I went, I was just like, I was disappointed because I was so happy to see how cool it was there. But I just realized that Walt Disney World missed the mark on what they could have done um, because they just did such a fantastic job with their 30th anniversary. If you look back at my pictures from Paris, you can, on Instagram, at Journey into Paul's Imagination, you can see so much that was done that I was just like, this was just awesome. Um, so anyways, needless to say, um, I was very disappointed with the 50th anniversary. I felt like there were some things that were done right, but there was a lot that was missed, um, especially for 18 months. I think if it was 18 months of things that just like were, just blew you away, People would have been more people would have been happier for the 50th to stay around for so long. But the charm of the 50th, I think, really by like last summer was gone. Um like I felt like since last summer, like the 50th the 50th just felt over. Or it just felt overdone. Um, it was an awesome feeling, like the first month that it was going on, because it like it truly felt like the 50th. When we got Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, like it felt like something special for the 50th. Um, Once we got like into the fall of this pet of 2022, it just felt like, all right, like this is just, it's just here and there's really nothing, nothing new to be offered outside of merchandise. Um, And I think for, for folks who were local, it was a little disappointing. I'm sure people that, Traveled to here for it. They had a great time, and as as you would as you would and as you should, it's Walt Disney World. Of course, you're gonna have a great time. Um, I just felt there was a lot more that could have been done. I felt like if we had everything from Disneyland Paris's 30th, I probably would have enjoyed it more personally. Um, and they didn't have a fireworks show, which I thought that's where they missed the mark. Um, but over there, to be fair, they can't do the level of fireworks shows that we have. Like, their fireworks show is a lot smaller. Those fireworks don't even compare what we have at Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Um, It is a very different type of show there. It's very small. So I could see why they didn't do it, even though it still would have been something worthwhile. Um, So yeah, I was a bit disappointed. But I want to finish off on a high note and talk about my top 10 moments of the 50th anniversary. Now, these aren't like – some of them are directly connected to 50th anniversary stuff. Some aren't, but um, they're all personal related. So some have nothing to do with the 50th. Um, none of these are in order, um, but I want to share because, yes, I was disappointed by the 50th anniversary, but it was still special to me. There are still a lot of great things that I got to experience at Disney during this time. Um, and some things that, you know, some memories that I'll have forever from the 50th. Um, so I want to get into my top 10 moments. Number one, and this could be ranked, um, (laughs) nothing else will be ranked, but this is hands down my number one. Um, Lindsay and I, of course, got engaged during the 50th anniversary. Um, and that was special. I mean, after I proposed, we went and had the 50th anniversary prefixed meal at California Grill. Um, we got to watch Enchantment up from there. That's when I real like when things really started turn for me for Enchantment. Like that's when it felt special because it was a show that we had gotten engaged from. Um, it wasn't our favorite show. Like we still both love Happily Ever After, but that moment was fe- uh, special. And then we got to stay at Coronado Springs Resort. Got to stay in Grand Destino Tower. Like. That whole weekend was just very special. Um, I, it's a weekend I'll never forget. It happened during the 50th, so it's a moment I'll always cherish. My second one, um, I ran my first ever run Disney event in at the very beginning of the 50th, November 2021, when social distancing was still a thing. Um, I ran my first ever run Disney race, Wine and Dine week, Weekend uh, 2021. It was a Nightmare Before Christmas race. Um, it was really, it just, that's when I, I fell in love with Run Disney immediately. Um, it was really cool. You know, that was when the shirts got the Walt Disney World 50, uh, logos on the side, all the Run Disney shirts. So it was just an awesome, awesome event. Got to meet Jack Skellington, got to meet Hades, got to meet Oogie Boogie, which who was my favorite character or my top character I wanted to meet. It was an awesome race and just kickstarted me running a bunch more. Uh number 3 um going to Typhoon Lagoon after hours event and meeting uh some of our great friends now Jomi Michael and Steph and just having an awesome time at that event. Um Typhoon Lagoon after Hours or H2O Glow after hours. Um it had nothing to do with the 50th. It was it's always been going on, but one of the best Disney nights I've had in a very long time. I'm meeting them obviously we're great friends now, so that was awesome. And just being able to just hang out with them and ride all the rides with minimal wait times, hang out and, and enjoy the lazy river um, and the wave. But like, it was just, it was an awesome experience. Um, it was really great. Number four was eating at La Hacienda de San Angel and seeing Harmonious there. Um, so I, my first time eating La Hacienda was, um, it was when the parks first reopened for a cast member preview post COVID. This was my first time uh, last June seeing uh, Harmonious from La Hacienda. And it was just, it was magical. I mean, I loved Harmonious. And during that, like it was just so special. Um, it was borderline emotional. Like I just felt like how special the Disney magic was. Um, it was a great moment. I love that restaurant with everything in me. Number five was staying at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort with Lindsay and Sam. Um, and he, enjoying Citricos. We rope dropped Magic Kingdom the next morning. We ended up going to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party that night, the following night. It was just one of my favorite staycations I've ever done. Um, so much fun getting to experience the newly refurbished rooms at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort was great. It was just such a relaxed yet fun time. Easily one of my favorite vacations of all time. Um I wish I could be at the Grand Floridian right now. Number 6 was uh I didn't although I was disappointed by Tron after that, um enjoying and experiencing Cinderella's Royal Table for the first time and seeing enchantment from there. I mean, again, I told you guys I didn't really care for enchantment at first, but this was just another moment where it felt more special, like just experiencing it in the castle, eating in the most beautiful dining room in all of Walt Disney World. Um, It was just incredible. It's something I'll never forget. Number seven, um, a sad one, but still a moment I'll never forget, was riding Splash Mountain for the very last time. We did it twice in an hour to say goodbye. Um, on the very last day, we went out, wrote it twice. Um, me, Lindsay, Jomi, Michael, and Frank. We, our first time was our time where we said, okay, phone's out, take all the videos you want, take it in before it's gone. Um, and then the second time we, we just took it in together and it was just such, a, such an awesome moment. Um, I'll miss Splash Mountain Forever and it was, it was great. Number eight was uh, spending the day at Magic Kingdom and I caught with my mom, got to show her the ropes, got to take her to 50s prime time, which she loved as well, which made me really happy because I love 50s. Showing her harmonious, just getting to have a really nice time at the parks with her and and let her experience it and take her on the rides. And it was just so much fun. We had a really, really great day and that led right into our, our Disney cruise. Number nine was Riding Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind for the very first time. Um, My second favorite attraction at Walt Disney World, now first favorite, that Splash Mountain is no longer there. Um, I was just mind blown. It was just so cool, so exhilarating. It just was such a great experience. It threw me for a loop. I was so pumped after that. I just, all I wanted to do was ride that ride that day. Um, But yeah, it was a great time. And then my last one, I'd have to say, was going back to Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party for the first time in three years. Lindsay and I went with Joe, me, and Michael. We just had a blast. Our Halloween party when we went in September was very busy. Couldn't really do much. The crowds were borderline unbearable. The Christmas party was completely different. We got some great photo ops. I got to meet Jack, got to ride rides, got to see the fight Like, it just felt great. It was such an such an awesome night. And although these are my 10 favorite moments and there's probably one or two that I'm missing, there are so many nights during the 50th anniversary where we just had one, me, Lindsay, and Sam, where we went to Magic Kingdom to watch Enchantment for our last time on Friday and got to enjoy some 50th stuff for the last time, see the castle with all the decor one last time and just enjoy all the rides, enjoy all the experiences. It was just so much fun. Um, And yeah, it's... It's bittersweet that the 50th is over. Um, I can't say I I didn't want it to be over because it was time. Um, But there was a lot of great memories from the 50th anniversary. Um, While I was overall disappointed and I did feel like Disneyland Paris did a better job with their 30th, um, that doesn't take away the last, you know, what made the last 18 months special. Um, Because it might not have lived up to everything we wanted, but they were special... There's a lot of great memories that I've had, and I'm sure many Disney fans have had. Um, so, thank you to Walt Disney World for a special 50th anniversary. Um, but now we're on to 100 years of wonder. Um, and although there's not much being celebrated here at Walt Disney World, um, we have some special things that are coming, you know, within the the near future and in the in the distance future. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for all of that. But anyways, that's that's all I got. Um, this week, not really. I, unfortunately, I'm blocked out from the parks. So if there's not an episode uh, next week, um, it's because I probably don't have anything to report. I do have, I am seeing three movies in the next few days, which I'll be excited to to share my reviews on those. And then next weekend, uh, Springtime Surprise, excited for that. Um... I'm running the 10K and the 10-miler, so I'm very, very excited to run two races. God bless my legs, though. And next weekend, I also get to ride uh, or check out Roundup Rodeo Barbecue for the first time, which um, I did get to see, like, the the entrance for the, for the first time. It looks beautiful, so I'm very excited for that. So some exciting times coming up. Um, but anyways... Um, I hope you've had some special moments for the 50th. I'll probably post a, post a poll on Instagram asking what everyone's favorite part of the 50th anniversary was. Um, but yeah, I am, uh, I'm excited to move forward and, and see what 100 years of wonder takes us. But anyways, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. Um, let me know your favorite part of the 50th and have a wonderful, if you celebrate, have a wonderful Easter this weekend. I will talk to you guys soon.